0: This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Ah, ah, ah,
1: ah, ah, ah. What do you think? This is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this. Ba bing! You blow their brains all over your nice Cyber League suit. <laughs> this will I be? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs>
2: Learn it. Know it. Live it. Are
0: you running a business or a charity
2: war?
3: Take the cannoli.
1: Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. you a pothead Fox? Ironize and fight.
3: Ironize fight. Glance on, the telephones are ringing. Overload mode
2: in the 21st century. Driving home with my hand on the cell phone. Pulling over, turning up and dialing till my fingers tell me.
0: This is Live at Five, Live at
1: Five, yes Live be. at Five. Live. live and in person here, AM 1240, in studio guest on a Thursday. Uh, we're going to talk about wine today and a big, big event coming up at a very special winery. Uh, and we'll also talk about wine in the North Country and uh, everything behind it. Here with Steve Conaway, uh, here, uh, a member of the of the Goodfellas crowd, by the way remember Jimmy Conaway from uh, from Goodfellas. Uh, uh, today, uh, bad news, uh, Ray Liotta, unfortunately, passed away. Uh, the man who played Henry Hill from Goodfellas. Uh, but again, uh, it, it's somewhat uh, uh, appropriate. We're talking about wine and Goodfellas. Uh, and uh, with Steve Conaway himself. How you doing, Steve? Step up to the microphone. Let's, let's just see how you sound there.
3: Hello, can you hear me? Yes, excellent, we Hey, can. Glenn, great to be here.
1: Yes, uh, and uh, you're doing it again. Now, uh, Steve Conaway, the owner of uh, Thousand Islands Winery, that's been there since the beginning of 2000 and late 90s. You started that, right, Steve?
3: Yeah, so this is actually our 19th year, so uh, next year will be our big 2-0. Wow, so, yeah.
1: it is this uh, the, two, uh, the 20th anniversary. I, I do know your history. We've talked before. We worked together, and I worked for you, and I learned a lot about wine. Uh, and at the same time, I, uh, I, I just remembered the first time you actually took me through there, when you started this, you had no idea what how to make wine at all, back in the late 90s almost, or early 2000s.
3: Yeah, it was early 2000s actually, uh, so I'm, I'm retired uh, from the U.S. military, I served in the Army uh, did a career there and uh, I was stationed at Fort Drum uh, and we really loved the area, uh, the kids were in school We got we had, they were uh, you know just doing great in school uh, they were part of the sports program so we decided to make this uh, our, our permanent home and, and we were very happy that we did that um, and then when I retired from the military, we started the Thousand Islands Winery in 2003. Mm-hmm. It actually began in 2002. I, I had gotten deployed to uh, Afghanistan uh, with 10th Mountain Division. And uh, and then uh, when we got back is when we began building the winery. So now the winery's been there for uh, 18 years. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, We went from myself and one part-time person to, I think we've got like 43 folks right now. And at the summer peak, we'll be at like 65, something like that. Nice, nice.
1: Uh, And uh, you you did a lot of research of your own because you're you're a worldly man. You've been throughout the entire world, Germany, uh, France, and other areas where you learned a lot about wine as well, Steve.
3: Yeah, uh, so I was stationed in Germany for five years, and uh, while I was there, I had no idea that I would own a winery someday. Um, But I I was interested in wines. I was drinking Rieslings and uh, going to wineries over there. It was a lot of fun. And uh, that was just sort of the idea. So when I got up here to the Thousand Islands, I seen Bolt Castle and Singer Castles. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are as world-class as the castles in Europe. I mean, that uh, something? yes. And, and I, I often thought that like, the castles over in Europe, they're open year-round. And I thought that that was a huge uh, thing that if we could ever have those two castles open year-round, yeah. the, the experience is going to be different in the winter. And sure. I know there's some ch- logistical challenges trying to get over to those castles. Right. Um, you know, but uh, I think that could really, uh, you know, uh, bring e- extra tourism into sure. our area, I thought. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah. Remember hovercrafts? Yeah. They, they don't yeah. use them. I, I never see them anymore. They went back in the 60s. on the James Bond movies, they had hover, hovercrafts. I know they used a lot of gas. They were probably inefficient. But yeah. they got over ice very easily.
3: Yeah, they do have uh, those um, airboats. Yeah, that, uh, right. You know, right. they have those airboats uh, that they do uh, up, put up on the river sometimes. Sure. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, there, there's some logistical challenges with trying to have a castle on an island for sure, but I'm sure we could overcome that sure. somehow.
1: Yeah, so. remember, the, uh, they, they have the the ferry go back and forth between uh, whatever island that is off Kingston, so that, that's year round. Yeah. So, you know, and I know it's an ice issue and so forth. Some years are worse than others. Yep. Okay, so, but here's the thing uh, the big event, we're here to talk to, uh, to Steve about wine and so forth, but the big event is this weekend. It's called the uh, Grape Blossom Festival 2022. It's this Saturday, uh, the 28th from 2 to 6.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's AC our Daniel. first. Uh, yeah, that's our first uh, festival of the year, so we're kind of excited. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, done some weddings already, uh, but this is our first public festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year we were restricted uh, due to COVID, so we only had 500 folks. So this La- year, last
1: two years, right? Well, we didn't 20.
3: even have it the year prior to right, that. Right. So last year, um, you know, so we're we're just kind of in the rebuilding phase. But I, I think we're looking better than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've got the, the tents ready to go. We've got live bands ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two live bands. We got Bad Husband's Club, which is a great local favorite. Their whole horn section is coming. And then we've got uh, Rhythm Method out of Syracuse. This is a special gig. They um, they, they kind of went into hiatus during the COVID period, so they're coming back. Uh, So it's going to be great to just see everybody. They are calling for a little bit of a Potential storms in the morning, but uh, we have lots of indoor seating, so Good. you know, th- th- no worries. We're, we're going to be inside the tents, and uh, we've got uh, the big barn loft and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So,
1: yeah, the loft. When I was up there, you were building that. That's a huge addition. Not to mention uh, mention all of the uh, facilities around the winery, where people, the retailers, can go. Uh, uh, but th- you know, weather's never a problem up here. We 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 love bad weather. This is perfect. <laughs> and when it's too nice, sometimes people don't you know, go somewhere else. So it could work very well in your favor. Uh, yeah. So that's this weekend. Any admission to get in or what Uh, that's
3: the best part It's free admission yeah Yeah. so free admission uh it's family friendly so you can bring uh you know, service dogs, no pets, um, But uh, and we've got lots of seats, so you don't need to bring uh, chairs or anything like that. Right. Um, it's only going to be from 2 until 6, so we're going to have the two bands playing simultaneously. Oh, really? So, yeah, if you don't like the one song, you can go over to the other one. Nice. Go, oh, that band, yeah, well, that's
1: you know. why they call it a festival, which is very symbi- yeah, uh, indicative of that. Yep. Uh, multiple bands, craft vendors, uh, Johnny D's Restaurant and his uh, um, vendors will be there. Yep. Uh, the Rhythm Method is united for this uh, special po- uh, performance. They're the band, I'm assuming, and Mission, like you said, it's it's 3 o'clock. The winery's tasting room on that same day will be open, like it is, I'm assuming, in every weekend till 8 p.m. as well.
3: Yeah, um, so we open every day at 10 o'clock the only day we're actually closed is on Christmas Day. That's 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 the only day we're actually closed.
1: So Thanksgiving Day, you're open?
3: We are open every single day except for Christmas. Isn't that something? Yeah, and uh, there's enough uh, business to do that because not only are we selling here in the North Country, but we actually are in 40 different states that we ship online, and then we are in six different states, um, you know, on on the shelves. So I know
1: there's challenges with that because you've been talking to me about it, but, uh, you know, getting a distributor like R&DC and other states has been a big, big step for a local winery like yourself. I think you're the only one that's distributed outside the state steve
3: yeah we're we're in the top 10 percent of uh farm wineries in the state of new york um it's been a challenge because we launched our brand uh in march of 2020 so you couldn't pick a worse time uh to try to launch a national brand um but we have gotten through that period they're working with us and uh you know so we're uh you know just kind of picking up the pieces and uh, we're ready to start moving on and uh and, and continue so like we're working uh with the folks in maryland virginia south carolina georgia florida Florida, And yeah. uh, Louisiana,
1: so good. Yep. Well, you've been in Louisiana for a while, and Kentucky as well.
3: Yep. And, and uh, now
1: you added the others back, like you said in 2020. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yep. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, in New York State, are you in the top, you know, uh, uh, New York State wineries now? I mean, you gotta be because I remember then, and, and two years later. In uh, as far as independence, I know there's Bully Hill. I know there's others down in the uh, the Finger Lakes, but you got to be up there right now, Steve.
3: Yeah, it's, in terms of volume, we're uh, you know we're we're probably producing right now this year about 125,000 gallons, which nice. is probably seven hundred seven hundred thousand bottles, maybe roughly. That's, so that's it's, that's it's a very lot.
1: impressive. A yeah. lot more than your next competitor right here, and, and I'm not looking to have you overshine the others. But you've come a long ways in less than 20 years in a spot where for the most part, no one knew they could. Make uh, you know wine here to begin with, Steve.
3: Yeah, and that's what I was told. So when I first <laughs> I was in the military, uh, I was I was a captain in the in the army, and uh, I was um, trying to figure out what I was going to do when I retired from the military eventually, and I came up with the idea of the winery. So I contacted Cornell, and they just thought that it was absolutely going to be impossible because uh, at at that time the uh, some of these hybrid grapes hadn't been really they weren't really well known yet. Yeah. Um, so I uh, actually took a road trip up to Canada. Uh, up to Napierville, which is just south of Montreal, and uh, those folks up there were growing grapes that I had never heard of before. Wow. So they were like, yeah, if we can grow them up here, you can definitely grow them down there. Right, right. Actually, we're too warm for some of the varieties that they were growing, like Vandel Cleish uh, variety. So it was uh, it was definitely a possibility that I, I figured, hey, I'm going to explore this and see if we can do it. So sure. it worked out.
1: Was yep. that one Nick from Yellow Barn Winery? Because I know he had worked with Cornell at one time, and I met him years ago. Yeah. Was, was it nick that that told you about you know the possibilities or what was it
3: uh, we, all, we we formed the uh, Seaway Viticulture Association. Right, um, right. So there was a, a lot of key individuals. There were folks from Yellow Barn Winery, Coyote Moon Winery, right. um, also Otter Creek Winery. So we all sort of worked together to figure out what was going to work here because there was really no data to go off
1: of. Right, right, right. You
3: know, so then we did figure it out. And now we have a huge vineyard. So does Coyote Moon. So we have 26 vineyard or 26 acres. That's about what Coyote Moon has as well. Right, um, right. So we're we're but but we need more than that that's not enough grapes to sustain us so we actually have um contracts with other growers throughout the state and uh, mm-hmm. we get uh, our grapes from really all across New York State. But we are a New York farm winery, so that mm-hmm. means that mm-hmm. you have to buy your grapes from uh, New York growers. New York a lot gr- them.
1: And, and I'm assuming a lot of them are in this a- within this area as well.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. So we buy a lot of grapes right from this local area, right, and then right. the closest big uh, grape-growing area is uh, the Finger Lakes. But we do get pick up some of our grapes all the way from out from Chautauqua County, which is out by Buffalo.
1: So how many wineries are there? Is it at least 10, 12? Win- I mean, there's small ones, there's large ones. You have the largest coyotes up there i don't even know if nick is doing anything out down there in yellow barn but yep, uh they are. Yeah, okay good yep, yep. Uh, but so there's a lot of wineries and it all started you were essentially the the tommy john <laughs> of of north country winery you were the first
3: yeah well, and believe it or not there was actually before us there was bailings um, so yeah, sure. uh, Bailings, Spook Hill farms actually had some some wines that they were trying to turn their apples into it so when I first got started bailings a- actually had a very small winery right there at Spook Hill interesting farms. yeah yeah um, but right now I think there's about 12 of them um, and, and they, they extend all the way up into st. Lawrence County um, right, right, you know right. so um, and, and uh, so it's it's really has really taken off a lot you know since sure. uh, since we first got started so, and
1: not to mention you make wine slushies. And, and people just assume like, well, that's easy. It's not easy. You're one of the few wineries, not just here, but anywhere, that actually makes their own wine slushies.
3: Yeah, and people weren't really sure what is a wine slushie. So basically, uh, it's taking uh, mixers and the wine, combining that uh, into a product, and then you put that actually into a slushy machine, not a blender with ice or right. anything like that. Right. So this is a very big product for us. So mm-hmm. we're at a lot of major stadiums in throughout New York. So you, we're at like,
1: you're in the Superdome.
3: Yeah, we're at the uh, Carrier Dome. Uh, That's
1: not so, the Carrier Dome anymore.
3: Oh, it's, isn't it? It's
1: something wireless, and uh, no one will remember it. People oh. are still calling it Barnes Auto Auto Parts oh. from like I, twenty years ago. I yeah, no, they know just that. that. I did not know that, no, so they they ju- it must
3: be new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so
1: no, but w- they'll always call it that. Yeah, they just changed it to some KM. I don't know KGB Wireless, something like
3: that. Oh, okay. I'll <laughs> no, have to I'm look, kidding. Check but that out. Yeah, yeah,
1: no. But you're there. You're also at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in in uh, in uh, New Orleans, and uh, that that's incredible. You know, you, that, that's, yeah. that's that's amazing. But explain again because the, the slushy isn't just taking a bottle of wine, or for that matter, any one of your wines, and throwing in the freezer you have to go through an entire process to create this and you could buy it on the shelf uh, in room temperature, and put it in your own freezer that way.
3: Yeah, so we have two different ways. Uh, so we're we're really uh, going to try to expand into pouches. Um, yeah, right, right now, right. ours are in uh, some of them are in bottles. Uh, the bigger stadiums, so like NBT Stadium right, where right. the Mets play, sure. um, Coney Park. Uh, we're down in Coney Park, and uh, we're even now in the Augusta Green Jackets down in South Carolina at that nice. stadium. So uh, they're nice. using pouches, and the pouches are nice because you can just either stick the pouch right into the slushy machine. Right. Or you can actually throw it right into your freezer. And uh, so they do sell those locally here. It was sort of an experiment. Yeah. Now they it's done very, very well. It's almost like those dailies that uh, are the um, daiquiris that you can yeah, throw right, into the freezers. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so we're gonna we're looking at an entire uh, pouching line that mm-hmm. will enable us to do that. Uh, we would be only one of four machines in the entire United States being able to, to pouch if we can get this through uh, like I'm hoping we can. And
1: that's how unique uh, uh, wine slushies are. And I didn't yep. know that and that's that's very important. So anytime I had mentioned something about the wines, of course, and the differences between, between this and that, uh, the very unique quality of your wine slushies was, was definitely was huge.
3: Yeah, well, it was the first. Okay, so the, as far as wine products go, Bartles and James back in the 1980s yeah. created wine coolers, right? Mm-hmm. And those wine coolers were very tasty, but... Yeah due to lobbying and various things, those eventually turned into malt beverages. So if you go to a liquor store, most people don't realize it. When you buy those wine coolers now in liquor, or uh, not liquor stores, but um, uh, gas stations and things like that, those are actually malt beverages. They have no wine at all actually Mm -hmm. in those. Mm -hmm. So then I developed the wine slushy, uh, which we had to get— basically politician support, right. uh, to, to turn that into a uh, wine slushy product. So mm-hmm. it was the first new product since the... Um, I think
1: Chuck Schumer helped you with, 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 yeah, you with that. Yeah. yeah,
3: his office um, uh, gave us a lot of support because we called it New York Wine Slushy. Yeah. So there are some regulations that you have to be able to... Uh, get over uh in order to call it new york wine slushy so right, right, um right. but it's not a problem because all of our product is actually ma- uh, made from in new, new york. york is made in new york and from new york so yeah
1: so yeah, yeah so uh, do, do you get any help from the new york i mean i know in the, you you were talking earlier steve about property you had in wellesley island you you had to reach some requirements one but how's new york state and for that matter the feds if they're helping at all how are they helping your industry now uh, the industry essentially you helped to build up here
3: Yeah, um, actually New York has been very helpful, Um, they've allowed us to create the wine trail Whenever I have an issue, uh, they have been very good. I I have no complaints. People have other complaints about various things, but But I have no complaints uh, with uh, any of the government officials.
1: Your location obviously is perfect because it's smack in the middle. It's closer to the Alex Bay site. Obviously, it's right off the Thousand Islands Bridge, but it is in essence right between the two most, I guess, notable uh, townships in the Thousand Islands, as far as Jefferson County is concerned. You're smacking between Alex Bay and Clayton, literally. Well, you're you're off the river, but you're you you know. you, you, th- you call Thousand Islands uh, for a reason, because you're in the heart of it, and uh, right in your backyard is the Thousand Islands Bridge, which is obviously part of your logo. Uh, I, I don't know if you can get a, a prettier spot than that, Steve.
3: It's a great spot, and that's why uh, this year, uh, this is going to be the year of weddings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of people had uh, postponed weddings uh, for the last couple of years uh, due to everything that was going on. Um, so this year, we are... Yeah packed we, we do have some uh, some still dates available but for the most part every single weekend we've got anywhere from one to three weddings per weekend so that's great so
1: this upcoming event 18th annual grape blossom fest this is in celebration of the coming years uh, grape harvest that includes baby grapes which you started in 2004 one acre of grapes how many acres do you do you need? On any given year, including the others that you sublet, that you subcontract mm-hmm. to,
3: we, we we probably are bottling. Uh, I, I I mean, it kind of depends on the grape varieties right. and everything. But I'd say it takes about 150 acres of grapes to sustain our, our winery.
1: And you have a special uh, way of bottling too, where you where you have in some. I don't know if it's a gas or something, but it's not just your homemade bottle, uh, 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 you know, bottle maker, if you will. Uh, yep. Explain that if you could.
3: Yeah. So we. Uh, so one thing that's really hot is Moscato, yeah. and Moscato has like a, a slight carbonation to it. Yeah. Um, so when you make wine, typically. Uh, if the wine is proper, it doesn't have that carbonation. So uh, we actually do inject uh, the, the carbonation into our La Crescent Spritz. Right. Um, so it, it's great for mimosas and it's sort of our answer. It's a little bit on a lighter side. Sure. So right now light uh, drinks like seltzers and things like that are right. very popular with everyone mm-hmm. um, due to calories and, uh, and and just the light fruitiness of it. Um, so that's kind of what our La Crescent Spritz does. And it's cool because those grapes are grown right here in the Thousand Islands.
1: Is Thousand Islands Red they're still the biggest, uh, the most popular uh, wine you have now?
3: Uh, it's called North Country Red North Country, that's sorry. our biggest, sorry. yeah yep. that's a sweet that's yep. a sweet red wine, that's our biggest uh, that's our biggest seller by far mm-hmm. um, it's in all the states that we're distributing to yeah. um, so that's kind of our flagship
1: but you've got a lot of dry wines in the last couple of years
3: yeah, and I'm I'm real proud with the uh, the Marquette. So nice. that's that's a really nice uh, a nice wine. Uh, we not only put that under a Thousand Islands label, but we also have a special line of labels for the military. It's called it. We call them our military dress wines, and then we donate proceeds from those back to the 10th Mountain Division Association. Um, so that product is doing really well. And then we just what's really hot is bourbon drinkers right now. Yeah, bourbon drinkers are uh, very uh, you know are, are very hot. It's a very hot trend right now. Right. Um, so what we're trying to do is do a collaboration with iron smoke distillery are they local they're local they're out in Rochester okay. and actually their owner is uh their CEO is Tommy Burnett yeah and he was the uh, the guitarist for modern English mm-hmm. the band they yeah, said I remember uh, that. I'd, I'd stop the world I stop melt the melt, world you know, melt I'll melt with you. you yeah, yeah th- so anyway yeah. he uh, he has uh, iron smoke distillery and, and a lot of celebrities go out there so we're partnered up with them mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna use some of their barrels from their um, bourbon yeah and we're going to Go ahead and barrel age our Marquette mm-hmm. in those uh, those barrels. it's not available yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're hoping by next month we'll actually have the labels and begin going. So you're gonna with be that.
1: making bourbon right there as well.
3: Not bourbon, but it'll be bourbon uh, uh, wine. Our wines right. aged in bourbon barrels. Interesting. Yeah, but since it's kind of neat. So you talked about New York. What are they doing? Right. So they've allowed the New York. Yep farm wineries to work with the distilleries and the farm breweries, right? So, like, we feature uh, Garland City um, beer at our winery. Nice. Uh, We have Woodboat Brewery at our winery. Nice. Nice. We have Racket River uh, at our winery. Nice. And then, when it comes to the distilleries, we have Clayton Distillery, Dark Island Distillery, Mm -hmm. um, St. Lawrence Spirits, and we have Iron Smoke. So, it's nice, because we're all kind of collaborating together. Yeah,
1: the distilleries also owned by the people, unfortunately they had a fire at Overhead Door, I'm Assuming that's the same family from the from the Clayton Distillery, uh, yep. if I'm not mistaken, if my memory serves me well. Well, that's fascinating. So you got a whole collaboration of homespun products that are literally made right here in our agricultural area, uh, di- either distilled uh, products or wine products, uh, and, and it all happened again. I, I know I keep coming back to how you all started this, but you really did, Steve. Uh, you, you're the uh, you're the Jackie Robinson of wine up here. You're the first, <laughs> and uh, yeah. congratulations on that, and congratulations also, obviously, on winning awards over the years and, uh, and and running a business in New York State. That in itself is a huge accomplishment.
3: Yep. Yeah, we're excited, and uh, you know, with the expansions that we're doing, you know, it's great because we're we're really kind of like a factory. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, we, you are. We we uh, are producing a lot of wine, and uh, you know, it's fun. We got a great team. My staff couldn't do it without my staff. You know. So. No.
1: No. No question. Uh, other upcoming events, real quick here. Mama Medium. Uh, that's going to be on uh, on June 25th. I have no idea what that is all about. That
3: was. Uh, she's like a, a psychic co-medium. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She, she had a she had a TV show. That's not on, the Long Island Medium, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's that, her. That's her. Yeah, Jenny Marie. Um, okay, Jenny
1: Marie. Yeah, you she called it
3: the Long Island Medium. That's what her name was. Well, she she was going by Mama. Uh, really, Mama Medium. Yeah.
1: So Mama Medium.
3: Yeah, Long Island. It's like medium. an ABBA song. Yeah, yeah. But th- that that sold out the last time, so she'll be here on June 23rd. Good for you? Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Pirate Palooza. Yep, we got during p- Pirates Week. During Pirates Week. They actually shrunk that down this, this well, year. So um, it's
1: no longer two weekends. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah.
3: They, uh, they they shrunk it down from 10, uh, 10 days down to the three days. It was you know?
1: originally three days, but it had been 10 days for at least 10, 12, 15 years. And now you know. they're back down to one weekend. Yep. Sign mm-hmm. of the times or, you know.
3: Well, I think uh, the pirate thing with uh, Johnny Depp and that that whole thing, you know. That is, exploded? Not as, yeah, well, it's not, it, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean is not as hot as it used to right, be. You right, know, right, And that right. was one thing I think that really helped out the you you know, pirates huh. days up here. So wow, yeah,
1: pirates are people too. Yeah, no, 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 no more <laughs> R's. No, no more making mock mocking mocking uh, pirates. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the blues in the winery, that which we promote each and every year. That's the Labor Day event. Yeah, uh, on the, on that final weekend, and then the Oktoberfest. So y- again, y- it, it, we're talking about events, and the first event is is this uh, is this Saturday uh, at the. Uh, 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 Thousand, thousand Islands winery. winery, yeah, two to, ir- yeah. Two, two to six for four hours, but it's open every day. We just want to make, make certain. Other than Christmas Day, it's open 364 days out of the year. Yes, it is. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. And uh, and things are going well. I know it's a challenge, like we were talking off air about things uh, south of here, uh, but uh, that's why you, you, you also set, established an office in Florida, if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah, we just uh, established Thousand Islands Winery in Florida. Um, it, not so much making anything down there, it's just a sales, uh, you know, just a sales right, and marketing right. um, to help us uh, kind of offset the season so what my thought would be is uh, you know when the people are up here we'll be focused up here on sales right. but then when they every the snowbirds all head back down south we'll be able to uh, facilitate the sales down there. And with that, that.
1: that helped you because I know when, when speaking to people that you know obviously there's a lot of people that are familiar with the mm-hmm. Thousand Islands a lot of snowbirds go back and forth up and down the, uh, the east coast so it's not uncommon for people to know your product uh, even though they're not living here anymore or oh, at yeah. least that time of year.
3: It was amazing I, I was doing a tasting personally uh, down in a place called Crystal River it's about an hour and north of uh tampa and i'm out i'm in there doing the tasting myself as the owner and uh the the, the gentleman that has a barbecue place up on the river yeah. uh in clayton yeah. uh he he's he seen me and he's like thousand islands yeah. and uh i have got to go up and try his barbecue he's, he yeah. has a barbecue place i've never been to it in clayton um, in clayton yeah. uh, it's only open seasonally so like when you go over french creek and yeah, you're heading right. towards uh actually out towards cape vincent yeah it's right there on the left huh. um yeah barbecue place so but
1: by the way, has Vigo Mortensen ever been at your winery it, that you know of? I'm sure he's been in there.
3: Not that I know of, but he probably has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he,
1: yeah. he's got a place up near on the Cape Vincent side of Clayton where his father had. His father's has passed a couple years ago. But there's a famous Hollywood guy that still comes back. And, in fact, um, you're getting a lot of uh going through the river now, too. One was in Clayton today, a, three, a, a triple-decker. Oh. So uh, things are that. coming back to normal. Yep. O- or as Tom Hagen would say, things are about to loosen up, Sonny. So do me a favor. Keep it into, <laughs> under consideration. Here's a guy... Steve yeah. Conaway, by the way, I made the reference in the beginning. It's uh, James Conway, who's uh, one of the guy, bad guys uh, uh, portraying one of the Goodfellas in a movie you've never seen. You mm-hmm. never saw Goodfellas. Never seen it, no. Ne- uh, you never saw uh, any of the Sopranos.
3: No. I was and, deployed when that all happened. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You can
1: still <laughs> see it as a repeat. I and, could. And then, of course, The Godfather. You know, when you were young, when we were young, never saw that either.
3: I, I did see parts of that.
1: Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, and for a man to be in the wine business, you got to see these movies. That's Steve. what I'm hearing. So I'm gonna
3: <laughs> have to check them out on whatever they're on—Netflix or Redbox yeah. or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure you can you can get it anywhere. First yeah. of all, thank you for your service, by the way, Steve. Thank oh, you very thank much you for everything you've done, and uh, and thank you for, uh, for 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 building a business and an industry in Northern New York uh, for so many years, so much success. Uh, and I and I greatly appreciate it. And remember, it's free this uh, this uh, Saturday. Uh, once again, from do the do the math again. What are, two to six. Two
3: to six. Two to yep. six. Four, yep. four
1: big hours. Uh, up, uh, you can't miss it because if you know how to get to the Thousand Islands Bridge, you, you know how to get to the Thousand Islands Winery. Steve, thank you very much. I got to do a break, and uh, we'll be back with more of the live at five show right after this. Recently, at the Cape Vincent Correctional Facility, it was here at the prison where the union says an inmate
3: slashed a corrections. Op-
2: NoCoFamilyHealth.org. That's NoCoFamilyHealth.org. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for uh, uh, for dropping by. That's Steve Conaway. Big event, just one of many throughout the year. Uh, and uh, what has he got? Oh, 65 people working for him at his peak uh, up there under the bridge, on the shadows of the Thousand Islands Bridge. And uh, we love uh, we love hearing that. Uh, good, good good stuff. Uh, yesterday we talked about the grand opening of a new restaurant. Um, uh, amid, of course, the uh, the little controversy there about noise at night. I get it. Uh, but uh, that's a real good sign. Always a good sign to see an open business, especially now with the, the service business, the restaurant business. You know, Shannon's real good at that, especially opening up one in the middle of, uh, of COVID-19. Crazy, but sometimes crazy works. And, uh, you know, again, we've had so many good restaurant tours around our area, the, the Coleman family, Cavalierio family, Saboro family, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. And then you have uh, Shannon Exford, Or should we call her Shannon X-Exford? I could never figure that out. We should call her Shannon O'Brien from now on. OB. All right, so let's uh, let's, uh, go back to the normal uh, Glenn Curry drab. What's been going on lately? I mean, obviously, we're, you know, just uh, what, yesterday was the big tragedy in Texas. Um, You know, we're just going to have that political argument uh, again and again. I, I, it, ev- everyone's, I, I can't honestly say, I can rather honestly say, um, no one's right, no one's wrong. And, of course, everyone, like, you know, Beto rock will say, just like he did standing up, he probably thought that was a really good idea, standing up to the, uh, the governor, the lieutenant, and, of course, Senator Ted Cruz there in the middle of a press conference, and he walks up there like uh, George Wallace or something, you know, uh, hey, this was wrong, and then he starts and, and 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 the the one guy that stood out the most was Ted was Senator Cruz. Uh, you are an embarrassment, <laughs> and it, it was it was embarrassing, but uh, I had to catch you know the enters today on the on the View, and they just praised him. The Bedouin Rock couldn't have done it any better than that. Such an awkward moment for a guy that obviously wanted to use it as an opportunity. And so many people will say he was being genuine, but no. Beto O'Rourke just to wants wants to be the governor of New York sta- of <laughs> New York State of Texas, or senator. He ran once, he lost. He'll run again and again and again. Uh, the, uh, while his, you know, he lives for uh, or works and and lives under a very very rich uh, rich family. His wife's family uh, is very similar to how John Kerry made uh, uh, made a rich living uh, when his when he left. Or I don't know if his first wife died, whichever. But his second wife was part of the Heinz uh, of of. Uh, wealth uh, family out of Pittsburgh. So and, hey, and congratulations! You You're married to money. That's good. It works both ways. But better rock is an embarrassment. He really is. There is a better way than that. He thought it was a great idea. The Yentas thought it was. Uh, but as you and I, many of us would say, that was just a really, really awkward moment. I wish it never happened. I wish that the uh, the kid, the uh, the 19, 18 year old kid didn't didn't do what he did. Um. And now everyone's coming up with the answers. You know, double doors. You know, can, you know, a, a police officer at every door. It's a lot of money, and we say it all the time. So, to some degree, Beto had good intentions, because what he was suggesting was like, oh, you're just the same. You're just going to say the same thing you did last time, or next time, and nothing ever gets done. So he's right there. It's just a better way of approaching it. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's just a trap. You know, some people like my brothers and I were. My 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 one brother who thinks he's a conservative is really not. He lives in Connecticut, so he's just been tainted. That's not his fault. Plus, he married into the whole liberal way. He loves the Kennedys and whatnot. It's just it happens. It happens. You know, if, if I moved into a, a Democratic family, for the most part, I did. I didn't let it affect me. I'm still a conservative. I could still talk to other people. I still could be married to someone who's. Who, for the most part, is 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 not even doesn't care about politics for the most part, but certainly is not as is a, a, not as much of a staunch conservative as I am. So we can get along on those terms. Uh, but uh, it's just ugh. anyway, it, it it just it just creates arguments. I get it. I understand the one. I, this is what I did say online, and I think I said it here yesterday. The two arguments we're never going to settle in the world, and everyone's right and everyone's wrong, is the gun issue and abortion, and both of them are at the at the forefront. Uh, and, 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 and as much as they should be, we have so many other things to worry about right now. Not to mention, if you're going to talk about violence in America, uh, we should continue the discussion about why, why black people are killing black people at such an astounding rate. I saw statistics the other day. Sometimes you just go, get so inundated with them, you don't know what to say. But I was watching something. It was a comparison of 2021 over 2020. Now, remember, 2020 was not exactly a walk in the park as far as, you know, crime is concerned. A lot of stuff was going down. This, these are New York City statistics. And the one statistic was up, violent crime, violent assaults was up 500%. 500%! Anything over 20% from year to year is, 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 like, is alarming. 500%? You can't even say off the charts with that one because there's not a term for 500%. It doesn't exist. Anyway, that's the latest. Let's go to the phones. You're on the air.
2: Hey Glenn, how's it going today? Cape
1: uh, Vincent, what's going on?
2: Hey, I didn't. Uh, I don't remember ever having uh, policemen at the door at school when I was a kid. I know what you're
1: going to say. I remember in my day, it wasn't uncommon for someone to come down in his family pickup truck or his hand-me-down from his father, giving him his old Ford, and he put a gun in his gun rack and he left it there in the parking lot. No one worried. That's the way it was, we liked it, right? That was Is that how it was, Rich.
2: Maybe that's why there wasn't any problems.
1: Well, yeah, but your gun's not going to do you any help out in the parking lot. not. But no, that's, that's, how, that's how it was, though. People right. weren't thinking about it. But I said yesterday, I'll say it again and again. It all started in 1979 when uh, the Boomtown Rats inspired song, I Don't Like Mondays, started. And she started, uh, this one girl didn't want to go to school. And she started shooting kids in the schoolyard on a Monday. They asked her, why, why, why did you do it? She said, I don't like Mondays. Well, uh, she was like 17 years old. And that, that happened out, I believe, in California. And then we've just been seeing it again and again and again. So when a kid is born after Columbine, which happened, I believe, in uh, April of 1999, all, the kid that committed the crime yesterday and the kid that committed the crime in, Bu- in Buffalo last with the previous week, uh, they weren't born yet. They didn't know what Columbine was. But right. eventually they learned about Columbine either through you know uh, a friend or history, just like we learned about World War II growing up. We didn't live it, but we learned about it later. And then they then as they live through their five six years old you know so this kid was probably six years old in 2007 2008 he probably started seeing stories of kids shooting each other uh, and people doing the same so I just think it's a it's a, you know we it's a monkey see monkey do society where we you know it's a copycat society and if you're not happy with life uh, you, you you take out people who are who are most vulnerable and uh, it really truly sucks that that happened I don't know what the answer is uh, Rich amazing. It is Great. crazy, <laughs> and, and it gets to the point where, you know, you hear comments from all your local officials. You hear it from our own congresswoman. Uh, and, of course, they're going to say that. And that's no knock on Elise Stefanik or anybody. They're going right. to say something. Oh, this was just horrible. Of course. But, you know, we're, I mean, again, I, I pick on Beto, and I should. I think everyone should. He didn't handle it right. But his message is clear. What are we going to do, Rich? Oh, I mean, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very transparent. I'm gonna be Leo 2.0. Let me be very clear. I want to be transparent. With the big hat on his head, uh, I've done ads for people that sell guns. None, one of which, not too long ago, we've had spots right here uh, where you could spend upwards of uh, $1,200 and get yourself an AR-15. And it's you know that's that's a that's a powerful weapon, Rich. That's a powerful oh, so that's powerful weapon. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah that's your military and you're fighting in a war it's it's a very i you know I held it i you know it, it's just it's metal it you know you, you, you a kid like yesterday and there's also other pictures of him dressed in drag and all this other stuff and, and you know maybe the kid obviously was very confused, apparently he had a, an issue over a uh, a phone bill with his grandmother. He ran up the phone bill i I don't know why, uh, but that's how the fight started at his home. Uh, That's why he shot his grandmother. She amazingly survived, unless she has since passed. I don't think she has. And Very similar to what happened in Sandy Hook back in December 2012 in that he had an argument with his mother. Uh, That kid was purely crazy. But the mom, for some reason or other, facilitated his life and their relationship by buying him guns. I'm going back to Sandy uh, Hook here. Uh, not not Sandy Cook the the the, uh, the what the morning guy in FWM is MCA. That's another thing altogether. Ah, uh, so no Sandy Hook was awful, but it, it was it was bound to happen because the mom was part of his whole gun culture and that had guns all over the place. So I don't know what happened with this kid yesterday. How he uh, you know, I, I do know that he got the guns legally. That's a big question mark. A lot of people saying you can't buy a beer at 18 years old, but you could buy an AR-15. You know, at the end of the day, Doug. I mean, yes, I'm I'm for the Second Amendment, but boy, that it doesn't make much sense where you can get an 18-year-old who's obviously you know a little you know tipped in the mindset uh, and, and the ability to buy such a powerful gun and do what he did yesterday. Something's got to be done about that. Unfortunately, I don't think anything is though, Rich. I don't think yeah. that's going to happen.
2: Well, change the subject a little. I tried the car yesterday, but it was really busy and
1: oh, really? You well know,
2: wow. Joe was on, so Joe. I ended up going back to the eye doctor last Thursday. Yeah. And I uh, says, well. Looked at the back of the eye, he goes, everything's good, the retina's good, everything's good. Then he looks at the front, and he goes, oh, you've got a blood vessel leaking, so you got to go have uh, carotid arteries check up the front of your neck for your heart.
1: So, was, go, okay, was, that's the
2: only two things that can cause that? Well, I went and had it done. Yeah. Got the results back today. There's no carotid artery and there's no detached retina.
1: Really? So, so I it's got it, a
2: hold of the office, Joe's office Monday, so hopefully I'm going to hear back from him soon.
1: So, what are you suggesting? Are you saying that there might be, you know, some lawsuit involved I'm here? I'm going
2: back after this person that did the cataract surgery didn't look at the back of my eye in the first place.
1: And was that done locally, if you don't mind? Don't say where you got it, but was that done locally?
2: Oh, it was local. All right. ah, whoa. 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 What happens? Whoa.
1: By the way, uh, uh, how, uh, Rich, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 69. You're 69. Uh, you know, when you see reports of a famous actor like Ray Liotta passing at 67, that's a young age. Everyone says, wow, it's too young, too young. It's amazing how we say we're so old at 60, 50, 40, and yet once we die, everyone says, oh, we're too young. We're young when we die, but we're old when we're living. It doesn't make much sense. But when you see a, a, a headline like that, does that... Does that give you a sense of your own mortality or, or what? Uh, because it does for me. I, that, my, that's not much of a difference of my own. Uh, of course, Jim Levin had to state that's just two I years older than the I am.
2: Ghost, our maker, and, and when the time comes, there's nothing you can do about it, so why... Why,
1: uh Well actually there is something you could do about it and you're doing it because you're making sure that you don't bleed to death in your eyeball. And I'm I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say Ray Liotta wasn't taking care of himself. He was a good looking guy, made his uh he made his bones in the beginning of his career as a very successful actor as uh shoeless Joe Jackson in uh in, um um duh, uh what was that Kevin Costner uh, Costner movie again? Uh what was the name of that movie? Uh
2: DM Sound Wolf? No. No,
1: um, no, no! About the uh, about the, uh, about the the Black Sox at, at the cornfield. Oh,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Uh,
1: Not the natural. What the hell was it? Yeah, uh, It wasn't it uh, though, Bull yeah. Durham. Uh, it wasn't uh, Pride of the Yankees either. Anyway, he was uh, shoeless Joe Jackson in that. He uh, played in a couple other roles, but most famous for his portrayal of Henry Hill in Goodfellas, 1990. Uh, great, right. great movie. But, again, he didn't take care of himself because, you know, you look at him the way he looked when he did Goodfellas. And even a couple of years after that, look, when you become a Hollywood star, you're lucky to see 60, you know? I mean, exactly. uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, George Michaels, the guy from, uh, from. Uh, 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 yep. yeah, what's the matter? Wham, thank you, thank yep. you, from Wham, uh, and later became George Michaels, uh, right. was perhaps one of the best-looking Pop stars of our time. He had the best hair. He had the best beard. He had a good body, right? And then all that fame, you know, he just like drank himself or did a lot of you know psychedelic drugs, whatever the deal was. He died of natural causes at age fifty-five. That sucks. My, g-
2: my generation was twenty-seven. Hendrix, uh, right? Uh,
1: Joplin, right. Um, yes. You know, so many other people. Jim uh, Morrison. Jim Morrison died at twenty-seven. Joplin did. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, who else is not There's a, there's a couple uh, uh, Keith Moon, I think died at 27. John Bonham died at 27 years old. Uh, right. tragic age. Uh, oh, and who could forget, uh, the nineties guy too. Kurt Cobain was 27 when he died too. When he oh, took yeah, his life. Oh yeah, we used to
2: love to his music. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. 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 You know, but didn't he want his girlfriend to, to go first and he'd meet her there and she, she told him to go first and next thing you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and she, she was a winner. He, up, right. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And even yeah, her Love own daughter. Love, right? Yeah, I, I forget her name. She was in the band called Hole. She was yeah, Courtney Love Courtney Love. Love, thank you, Thank you. Yeah, you. you definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I was never impressed with her. In fact, his own daughter doesn't have anything to do with her. So.
2: I guess we could say the name of the band kind of spoke for itself, of huh?
1: Nirvana, yeah. And okay. uh, Pearl Jam was their adversary. They used to go back and forth during the MTV Awards. Where's the Where's uh, awards Axel? where's where's Axel? Like, if anyone cares. a but uh, that was really the end of the of the of the rock band generation. It really was. It kind of died after that. We just don't see big big rock bands like we did back in the early 90s. And and, and country kind of died back then too, uh, with I, a lot of good I bands. I don't care for the music of
2: today. Really, too, too much. Really. I, you know,
1: it's funny. I came up with a line the other day. Uh, you know, the the Blues Brothers is a good line in there. And they go into this real, uh, you know, redneck place in the middle of the woods. And they're they're, they're playing the good old boys. They're they're trying to get money uh, under an assumed alias name. I said, ah, we're the good old boys. I said, oh, yeah, we only play two types of music in here. That's country and western. And, and I was thinking, you know, it wouldn't be funny if, you know, you know, uh, uh, white people like you and, and, and me, Rich, went into, like, some type of club somewhere in the inner city of America. And then someone says, yeah, they only play two types of music in this place, hip and hop. <laughs> right. Anyway, I thought it was a good joke when I thought about it the other day. Perhaps I was wrong. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping that you uh, get word from uh, Mr. Stanley. And I hope everything works well with your eye situation. Once again, Rich Cladel.
2: Right. Well, you know, what? it's worth a try. That's what all my friends are telling me. That's
1: right. Yes, you want to see for as long as you're on this earth. I don't blame you. Thank you very much, Rich. Hey, Good by night. the
2: way, what was the deal? I, I messaged you. Did, did you say something about you, you wanted to buy model cars or something?
1: No, I was looking. I was looking for uh, a certain size model car, not the big, big, big ones. Well,
2: uh, yeah, you're talking about the uh,
1: the 124s or the whatever the, uh, whatever the scale is. They're yeah, small. I have, I
2: have to I have quite a few of everything.
1: I have some big ones too, but I have some the other The big ones I'm not too imp- I, I, I'm eager about. I just want to get a couple of select, like if I can just get, like, a, I don't know, a GT, a couple of uh, muscle cars. Not many. I'm not a big collector, but I do have enough. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like certain people who live up in Cape Vincent who's off the charts once again with an incredible selection or collection. Oh, yeah, that guy's got a million. Unbelievable. Up, man. The best I've ever seen. All right, listen, thanks, Rich. I got to go, though. Talk. All right, okay. thanks. I'll talk to you. So, uh, real quick, how are you in the air? Yes, Glenn. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Why couldn't I remember that? I don't understand. I don't know. Field of Dreams. I'm
0: uh, the kid. The only one responsible for what he did was himself. And you said a little bit mental. Yeah. Did you hear about all the stuff he was doing? No. On the Internet with all the threats and nobody saw that? Right. And did something about it?
1: Right. Yeah,
0: it doesn't f- make sense.
1: It's funny. If I post something about COVID, I get a warning. Oh, oh, oh we got some fact checkers from he, Mr. Curry.
0: He posted on the Internet about killing people, about shooting people. Gonna, He uh, posted that he was going to shoot up a grammar school. Oh. And he had all kind of, about his uh, grandmother. I was going to shoot my grandmother. He then did. he put on, just shot my grandmother. I'm going to shoot up a grammar school. This is on the Internet, you know, on Facebook, the Internet, right. and we, what we've got to do when people see that, we've got to do something about it.
1: I agree. He's
0: been going on and on and on about shooting people and things like that. Somebody's got to pick up on this and do something. We can't let these people uh, go nuts like this. And, that, and there's only one explanation for the kid. Mentally deranged.
1: Yeah, and, 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 That's and, it. Yeah. And given, but mentally deranged shouldn't have had a gun, period. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't know how he got that. No, but, that's uh, a big, course, that's a bad thing. I don't know if he had a, a background uh, was bad or anything.
1: Apparently he didn't have Probably. any record. He didn't have any juvenile issues. Um, but, uh, you know, somehow or other, yeah. the rhythms weren't working when he was threatening to kill people online. Uh, that I only see, happens when you and I talk about COVID. They're
0: trying to defund the police. Right. And they have stopped this, uh, doing anything about anybody making accusations or threats. Right. They, they, You know, and then the, the no bail so everybody uh, thinks they have no uh, nothing to worry about. So, Good. Okay, Glenn.
1: Thank you, my friend. i got to do a break, and we'll be back after this. Paid for by
2: friends of Scott Gray.
1: I'm
0: Scott Gray, and I'm running for the New York State Assembly and the River District. During my time as chairman of the Justice
1: Losing is not an option.
2: Paid for by Zeldin for New York.
1: Are we ready to lose? Oh, sorry. I'm not Lee Zeldin. About a minute—actually, less than two minutes, minute and 14 seconds to be exact. I'll be like Jeff. You want to call in? I should call in. Can we call in? Yeah, yeah, call in. Right. Uh, I just want to say I haven't made any. I'm sorry about this, but uh, um, Ted Ford passed away this past week. Uh, I knew Ted. He worked here. I, I worked with Ted Ford at uh, Channel 50 when I first came up here in uh, in uh, November of two, uh, 1988. Excuse me. And uh, he was a great guy. He really was. We went to Dallas together um, once for z Rock back in 1994 with Dave Mance, and uh, he just—he uh, was just one of those guys, who were very sensible, and would tell it like it is. We 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 disagreed politically, uh, but uh, and t- someone mentioned yesterday on the on the Jeff Graham show, you can at least have a conversation with him, which you can't anymore. So we're losing a lot of guys like like uh, Ted, old school dudes, regardless of their of uh, their uh, politics. Uh, they, they always have, you know, sh- showed their, their good side, too. Very fair person. Always fair, hardworking, and a good guy. Him and uh, Paul Simmons started AMCO back in 1980. Incredible. Long, time long long time ago. But uh, we'll miss 10 for certain. That's for sure. AMCO 40, W-10, it to makes us legal. Up next, CBS.
2: This is CBS News on the Hour, your home
0: for original reporting.
3: I'm Jim Crisula in Uvalde, Texas. Police now say there was no one to stop the 18-year-old who walked into an